Hello. Well, what a day. It's been busy. Got home, went out on the bike today. This might be the story that I can tell you in the podcasty bits that aren't on the radio show. Um, I've had to relearn how to ride a bike. More details of that at the end of the podcast. Meanwhile, here's some bits of the radio show I did earlier today. Enjoy! The day when we've heard that Britain won its first gold medal of the Tokyo Olympics. Bring it on. And the gold medal winning performance came from swimmer Adam Peaty, who blew away the competition to win the 100 metres breaststroke. And it's good that we have such strong swimmers because with the floods we're getting, that is going to be the next step of evolution for us, isn't it? Afternoon, Steve, says Jane in Colliero. Uh, hope you're well today. Just relaxing in the garden now, having finished work for the day. Oh, it's all right, it? Would love to hear a bit of Fleetwood Mac everywhere, if possible. Um, well, if you if you want to hear it everywhere, you're going to need like a portable Bluetooth speaker, maybe headphones, and then it doesn't matter where you are, you're about to hear it. <laughs> That's the standard of joke I'm aiming for this week. Because why set the... If you aim too high, you'll fa- you'll fail. We're all in the gutter, and some of us are stupidly looking at the stars. The next thing you know, you'll fall over, and you don't want to do that, you're in the gutter. I think that's what Oscar Wilde said. Well done if you've managed to deal with all the problems that happened over the weekend with the flooding. Did you see it? It's truth. Flash flooding caused problems. Chaos, they said in the papers across the southeast. And some people were stranded in their cars. Um, unable to step outside uh, there's, it was like watching a live action version of ITV's The Void where I believe people fall into water not seen it myself but I've heard a lot of people saying that the voiceover and the little sponsor thing something accounting software sponsors The Void but a lot of people are saying that's a very good voiceover but anyway uh, it has meant that some people were told not to go to hospital because they're flooding which my thoughts are with you if that's affected you must be really annoying especially annoying if you're going to go there with water on the knee do you know what i mean rubbing it in if anything let's take you to the phones hello good afternoon steve how are you i'm very well how are you steve from upney oh fine uh, look at your screen because it's getting a bit um iffy towards coming from that but it's getting very muggy we look at your camera it is isn't it i can how do you know what's on my camera have you hacked into the mainframe no, because uh, everybody, all the details tell me that you look at the camera. You... Oh, because I thought you'd managed to break through our firewall and hack into the network and get... Yeah, I think you look at the A13, you'll fail it, Rhoda. I bet, and let me guess, traffic report is, traffic is turning back from a lot of revenue flyover to Canning Town. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're inside my head. How do you do it? How do you do it? Well, it's always a worry, isn't it? He's inside my head. Imagine the damage that could happen. There's a lot of space, though, so you could stretch out. And we were talking before about the flooding. And uh, Jane says, I wasn't personally affected by the heavy rain yesterday. I just watched it out of the window. It was torrential, though. Listen, I went for a, I went for a run yesterday and got caught in the rain. So, you know, running a swim. To be fair, if someone would have thrown a bike at me, I'd have called it a triathlon. So, yeah. Um, but Jane says, I'm more concerned about being engulfed with flying ants. Ah! I added that bit. Um... Apparently, in James' garden, she says, they're everywhere. It must be the perfect conditions when they all come out en masse. I'm going to have to go back inside. I had a problem yesterday, when I actually, while I was out, because I had left it too late because of all the rain and stuff. There was a gap in the rain, and the midges came out. So when I wasn't being drenched with the weather, I was taking on more calories than I was burning by swallowing all the different flies that was around. That's nice, isn't it? It's nice. 
is a genuine question, and it's not often I do genuine questions, because, you know, I'm not that genuine. But I, I'm aware of flying ants. You know, they're, they're big, they're, they're ants, they're big ants, and then they fly around. And it's quite stylish design of the triangular wing. I'm all over that. There is another thing which I spotted. So last year we went for a walk on the other side of the river, down near the, the village of Thong, you know, just over the Thames. There's Sean and there's Thong. And it's the it's the the two villages that are going to be kind of messed up by having a second Thames crossing. That's a phone in for a different day. And also having the word Sean and the word Thong next to each other on a map. Well, I'm laughing. I'm loving it. However, what I, by the way, side note, what I like about the second uh, Thames crossing is that because it will be down there connecting Tilbury to the other side, you'll have to go round Thong to get into it. Now, let's leave that rest of that comment where it is. But. There were some other flies. They weren't flying ants, but these weird sort of big flies that they all came out at once and they seem to hover up and then hover down again. If you know what they are, I'd love to know because I've lived in this beautiful nation of ours for a long while. I'm not going to give away my age, but I had no idea that those beasts were a thing that we had. What are those flies? Email on air at time1075.net. They're bigger than a normal fly. They don't really do much other than go up and down a bit, and and I put this nicely. They're quite sticky if you hit one. Text eight five treble two. Start your message with the word time. It's the biggest mess I ever had ever had in Thong since. Well, again, sentences that you can't finish. Wow, I can't believe we're actually learning a useful fact on this show. We've been doing it for a while, and this is the first one, so I'll try to not let it happen again. But. It's Flying Ant Day for some people. If you've got flying ants, send me your pictures. Email on air at time1075.net. I'd love to see your ants. But also, I noticed that last year, I was going for a walk. It's not particularly nice. As you head down to Sean Woods, it's good. But before you get there, and by the way, Sean Woods is my go-to made-up name when I sign into a hotel that I don't want people to know about. But there were weird flies as I was walking across the, the fields there. Uh, near to the village of Thong. And they weren't flying ants, but they weren't doing much. They were just floating up and down and just me me me. And then Ted gets in touch and says, Good afternoon, Steve. I think they're called St. Mark's flies. And I thought to myself, Well, this is Ted. I don't believe a word he ever says. The other day, he tried to make up something to do with uh, Leslie Phillips. No, Terry Thomas's catchphrases. I thought, he's, have, he's winding me up here. So I'm going to end up saying, Maybe because of Mark Dover that he's going to say something about flies, so I googled it. They're real. St. Mark's flies. They're also called the Hawthorne fly, and apparently it's very common. Well, I only saw it when I was in my 40s, so shut your face, internet. And they're called Bibio Marci, Marci, Mercy, I don't know. And in the section, are they dangerous? Although we find these wayward and unruly flies irritating and annoying in the spring, they're totally harmless and nectar feeders. What? They're going to nick my points off my card? I've been building those up for years. I'm going to squidge them. Apparently they're important pollinators. I won't squidge them. Um, and they also have the mark of a saint on them as well. Is that why they're called St. Mark? Well, you live and learn, don't you? Next time you think it's flying ants, have a look to see if there's the mark of the saint on them you might be looking at uh, Mark's flies. Now I see Ted really could have set me up for that joke. He really could have. Because Jane said she spotted flying ants. 
and then I was talking about a thing that they're not flying ants, but they are pointless flies. You know, because they're not going anywhere. If I were given the gift of flight, and all I did was just hover in the same field, what a waste. Imagine that if you're watching series one of Heroes. Nathan Petrelli works out that he can fly. What does he do with it? Just hangs around a field. Waste my time coming around here. Uh, but some places, some people are having uh, the flying ant day. We also talked about the St. Mark's flies, which I think might have been what Ted uh, correctly suggested. But he did say, says, oh, I thought you were talking about now. If it was last year, it could have been mayflies. I have to Google mayflies. Oh, mayflies. Uh, no, no, it wasn't those. No. No, they're too wingy. Look at that. like massive ears. Mark says, uh, it's terrible around here. It's Mark the Builder, and he sent me a little picture. If I open that picture, it's a cartoon of an ant in a plane. All right, well, thank you for helping. And then Ted gets in touch and says, uh, here's a picture. I saw a massive slug on my travels. Well, this phone-in's gone off the rails. Glenn the Plasterer from Raynham says, how about a three-inch stag beetle flying towards you? Got claws like a crab. Um, no, thanks. Very good of you to offer, but I... No, I'm fine, thanks. Don't want a three-inch anything coming at me, if I'm brutally honest about it. We're talking beetles first. And not kind of like... Actually, if we're doing beetles, let's make the music bed. Which one is the one? There we go. A jazz version of Paperback Writer. It's almost as if this show was planned, apart from the fact you just heard that it wasn't. So, flying ant day for some people. Glenn, the plasterer, has, he threatened me with a stag beetle, and he's now sent me a picture of a stag beetle. Look at the state of that. Do you know what I feel sorry for? Whoever that's going to marry next week. Because stag is also... Never mind. 01708 Are you being affected by the issues we're discussing today? Are flying ants impacting your day? You could be in line for compensation, but probably not. 01708 to the phones. Hello? Hi, Steve. Hello there. Right, there's only one cure for these things flying around and things coming in, ants especially. Yeah. Hot water, don't work. Ant powder, don't work. Anything like spray adhesive. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yep, right. I do it every year outside my flat between the path and the wall all the way along and the whatever's growing outside on the balcony. You get nothing. <laughs> the question would be, how many postmen have got stuck there and perished? Uh, well, uh, no, it's nowhere near the front door. Oh, that's all right then. <laughs> no, no, completely separate area. Oh, I'm glad. It's weird. good. Otherwise, you'd have to put up a sign that says to the postman, like, instead of beware of the dog, beware of the glue. I suppose you'd, you could easily put that sign up there because you've got ample amounts of glue. So actually, it's a self-solving problem, really. Time 107.5. Titanium. Love that song because uh, it's one of my favourite metals. It's... No, because it's light and yet strong. It's difficult to process from its ore into its metallic form because it's, it's not like iron where you just heat it to a high enough temperature and it comes out as a metal. It's not like aluminium where you can use electrolysis. Titanium dioxide has to be converted to titanium chloride, which then you can heat, which I think makes the song more emotional when you know that. You really feel like... Ugh, it gets you right there, doesn't it? it? gets you right there. Karen in Harold Hill says, Hi, Steve. Love that spray adhesive tip. If you've just tuned in, 
we found out that one way to deal with the problem of flying ants is to turn your entire garden into what is effectively flypaper by making it sticky with adhesive glue because that will really stop any of those ants and flies escaping so if you'd really like to keep them close to where you are we're here to help we're, we're effectively solving problems on this show almost feels like we should do some sort of youtube thing where comics solve problems but anyway more on that later um and i thought i'd get as nice and up to date with the world of entertainment news for that we turn to my expert what knows about these things it's larry hello hey stevie larry what have you got for us this time wayne rooney though i remember back in the day when we used to do the old afternoon show we'd always be talking about wayne rooney and some scandal with women so what's he up to now well there are photos of him online where he's sleeping next to a scantily clad woman yep nothing changes you're still wearing the same shirts as back then so maybe don't judge fair enough so where did these photos come from we don't know and the police were involved Ooh, still it's it's not good for his reputation I know. In one photo, he's asleep in a chair while there are two women not wearing much in the background. I know how he feels. I've reached that age where nothing can distract me from a nice nap. We should say that we don't know when the photos were taken. They could be old or recent. And if they're recent, the heat wave would explain why the women weren't wearing much. I mean, I've been stripping down to my boxes as soon as I walk through the front door. You have to ruin every mental image, don't you? Yeah, it's probably why I'm not on TV anymore, just radio these days. Listen, thank you for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. We try and make sure that we stay ahead of the news that you need to know. We give you all that important stuff. Let me give you a for examples. Let's open up my browser. Here we are. Um, For example... Nude cyclists hit the road in nothing but body paint uh, for World Naked Bike Ride Day. Uh, Dozens of cyclists took to the street in Cardiff. Ah, that explains. No, because I was driving in Cardiff on the weekend and I thought to myself, it looks like I'm driving into the Dartford Tunnel, but I'm nowhere near it. Ah, I see. For example, so that's an example of the kind of news that we keep you up to date with. Front page news of one of the papers today. This is a tricky one. Few what a stinker says this newspaper now boffins reckon that breaking wind spreads spreads covid it spreads more than covid but apparently it spreads covid and this is worrying isn't it because we know that we have to be careful about transmission of this virus people say you know be mindful of things like coughing and sneezing any of those symptoms get yourself checked you don't want to be too close to someone in an enclosed space think about social distancing thinking about mitigating steps you can do and now you've got to try not to um, guff. Just all a bit much, isn't it, really? So, this is the world we now live in, where popping a little bottom burp might spread a disease. And the thing is, even if this is true, I don't think we should talk about it too much, because you know what some people are like. Some people will become anti-panters just to be contrarian. Kind of, oh, some people will then stop wearing pants just because they think there's some sort of conspiracy theory. In fact, look at this. The phone's going now. Let's take it to the phone. Uh, hello. Oh, hello, Steve. So, COVID can be spread by breaking wind. Well, that's what the mainstream media want you to think, Steve. It's all a conspiracy for Marks and Spencer to get us to buy more pants. Oh, that's ridiculous. Is it, Steve? It's the government trying to force us to wear a bum covering. Bum covering. And it's all lies. I saw a video on YouTube that say that pants don't even protect us from COVID. Right. But do they protect our chairs? 
Um, fair enough. Good point, that. Good point. Okay. Well, I think now we got to the bottom of that one. You don't get <laughs> you don't get phone calls like that on news night. But what can we do to try and save ourselves from this new strain? And by the way, if you are breaking wind, don't strain. But what can we try and do? That one wasn't planned. What can we try and do to protect from what I guess we're calling brand COVID? Wake up call. Kevin in Hornchurch says, Afternoon, Steve. Re the nude cyclists. I was following a line of them and observed a gentleman rider. Uh, front wheel was wobbling. And I shouted that his nuts might be loose. Okay, we'll leave that one there. I see what's happening with that. Okay. Thank you for your emails on air at time1075.net. Text 8522. Start your message with the word time. Um, Ted in El Park says, love it. Brown COVID, that's your catchphrase sorted. Ted, this is a serious issue. One of our national newspapers today says that we could possibly be spreading the COVID by bottom burps. And the problem is public transport, because if ever you've been on the tube, it's mainly guff, isn't it? It certainly smells like it is. So you do have to be careful. Um, does that mean you're going to get a mask? Is that one way to do it? I'd need a much bigger mask if I'm going to wear it around there, if I'm brutally honest. I've been comfort eating a lot, and it goes straight to the... Yeah. Um, 01708 Hello. Hello, Steve. Fred from Barmhurst. Hello there. Oh, God, I got no idea. Do we like other fella Get the spray adhesive and then sp- spray it in your underpants and then stick a cork up your um, backside and that'll solve it. you got to do what you, you can. Might, you might never get your pants off again, but there you go. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the way life goes sometimes, isn't it? Well, yeah. well, well, I feel like as a responsible broadcaster, I should say something about don't use spray adhesive on your bottom. But it's your own stupid fault if you do, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> but it's not as if anyone's going to turn up to the radio station and complain. They'll all be stuck to wherever they're sitting, won't they? I should imagine so, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's dealt with that one. Tick! Uh, 01708741075. We're looking for any ideas that could help us get rid of this uh, brand COVID pandemic. Pantdemic. That's another one. That's another good pun. Oh. Boffins are saying that we might be spreading COVID via breaking wind. So I guess we should try not to as much. Oh. Great, that's the last thing I need. Now what are we going to do? So how are we going to protect ourselves against this, um, as we're calling it, pantdemic? Because there's all the demics now. There's the pandemic, the pingdemic, and the pantdemic. 01708741075. Hello. I, I sort of try and manoeuvre myself. Manoeuvre, is that the right word? Yeah, I probably. try and manoeuvre myself mm-hmm. in sort of a way where I can sort of do it silently... But, and not sort of loud, yeah. because that way you, you sort of get out of it, do you know what I mean? It's like, when, when it comes out loud, then people know it's you, because you, you, you look guilty. You but, know, but, do, but, do you not think that the fact that you've hitched up slightly to one side we all know the hip movement you're talking about there is no greater giveaway of guilt there is no reason why anyone needs to lift one cheek off the sofa other than to spread brand covid well that's the only Either way, even if the science doesn't back it up, I'm all in favour of having windows open if you're gonna be lifting one cheek up. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I always have the windows open. You know, although yesterday I didn't 
because I would have got flooded. <laughs> well, that makes sense. But other than that, we've got a plan on how to deal with the pandemic. And while we're doing puns, I just realised COVID particles would actually be a better way. On the topic of this worry of brand COVID, Ted says, I always thought that's what bum bags were for. Yeah, it would make sense. You could put some sort of, it's like a mask, isn't it? It's a, like a mask that holds your coin if you're going on a school trip. Have I given away too much of a mental image about what I was like as a preteen? And Karen in Harold Hill says, charcoal suppositories then burn at the end of the day. And what I like about that text is that out of context, when Ronnie gets here after six and goes, oh, let's have a look what people were saying to Steve, that's going to look like hate mail. And that's absolutely fine. I've done, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, thank you for getting in touch as well. On Twitter, you can tweet at time1075 underscore FM, and you can track me down on there at Mr. Stephen Allen. And hello to Jason, who sent me this story. I mean, it's basically tweeting me about another tweet, but... UFOs are billionaires visiting us from other planets, according to someone on social media. Someone called Molly went viral, um, asking if it's possible that... You think about the aliens who come and visit us. Well, we're sending billionaires into space, so surely it makes sense that if we get visited by aliens, they're not going to be the -the run-of-the-mill aliens. They're going to be the ones who can afford the spaceships to come and visit Little Earth and then go to southern parts of America or places in Norfolk to try and abduct people. Curious tastes. It makes sense, though. I suppose here's the worrying thing. Statistically, there are more psychopaths at the top of business than there are in the general population. So that means anyone rich enough to be an alien that can come and visit us not going to be the nicest ones of the species. But still, and I've said this many times, for weeks now we've been talking about this, our biggest worry is not being um, approached by aliens, it's the fact that they could break into our broadcast. Because, true story, we talked about it months ago, there's, from deep space, radio signals have been detected. And my worry is, if ever the signal they send is on 107.5 megahertz, that's all very well for you. I'll be sitting here talking to myself. Meanwhile, that signal that signal would break into our broadcast, and you hear that instead? Terrifying. I just worry. I mean, I suppose it's not that likely. I don't think it's going to happen soon. I shouldn't imagine that that's... Fine. Earthlings, we have been monitoring your radio broadcasts to learn about your species. I have been enjoying your Olympics, where you take your fittest and healthiest humans and send them to a place where there's lots of COVID. Most other species don't try to goad viruses, but you're special. And then as long as you wash your hands after that, then I think you'll probably be all right. So I'm, I'm not saying that we have to worry too much. I'm just saying keep your ears out, because you never know when. Thank you for listening to the podcast then. So we're back um, in the current, you know, at home. I got back. And I bought a bike because I've had to relearn how to ride a bike. You know that phrase, it's like riding a bike. It's not because I've forgotten. I used to ride a bike as a kid and then didn't do it for decades. And then when I was working in Wiltshire on the breakfast show, we gave away a bike. And they said, oh, do you want to get some promo shots from you just riding around the car park? And I tried and failed. It turns out I'd forgotten. However, at this later stage of life, I've bought a little bike and I'm relearning how to do it. I've gone in without stabilizers. Might be a risk. Keep listening to the podcast and you'll find out all the injuries. Uh, At the moment, I can kind of balance. I can balance. I just can't aim the damn thing. And there's absolutely no way I could go on a road because I can't lift the hand off to indicate left or right without, well, 
dying. So more on that as it happens. Uh, get subscribed to the podcast. You can find me on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. Till next time. Bye.